Look at this. Wow. This is special. This is very, very unusual. What? What is it? It's a dingle hopper. Humans use these little babies to straighten their hair out. See, just a little twirl here and a yank there, and boy, oh, like. Yeah, I got an aesthetically pleasing configuration of hair that humans go nuts over. <laughs> a dingle hopper. What about that one? Ah, this. I haven't seen in years. This is wonderful. A banded, bulbous, snarf flat. Oh. Welcome back to the podcast. Old millennials remember mo- remember movies. Is that what we're doing? We're remembering movies. Old millennials remember movies with your host, me, Angela Yoshiko, and my co-host, Tyler Wilson. Hey, Tyler. It's us. Oh, you know what this means? This is episode 101. Now, the old contract was that I, let, I gave you an out at episode 100 if you wanted to stop. But see, now that you're doing 101, now you're contractually obliged to do 712. Excellent. An implicit, <laughs> non-existent, non-parties not knowing all factors it was like, contract. It, it just like it, it in kicked in. It was like a rider. Small print? Yeah. It's in... It's like you gotta go triple, you gotta triple magnify it like in the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Oh, you went with Santa Claus 3. I was thinking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. Well, the joke Did he do a similar thing there? I don't remember. The clause, the, and then it's like, and then you get the the Chocolate Factory. Probably, I don't know. (laughs) Which one are you talking about? In the book? The the first movie? The the second movie? Okay. The old movie. Well, this is off to a good start. It is off to a great start. (laughs) If you were like, what is happening here, then you didn't read the episode title, nope. which will help it make sense, you silly person. If you did read it, then you know what we're doing. We're doing a little thing called March Madness. March Madness of Disney Sidekicks. That's right, Disney Sidekicks. So we kicked off the episode there with a little sidekick named Scuttle, and we will talk about him as soon as we get started on the March Madness Disney Sidekick Bracket podcast edition right and if you love bracket episodes you can go back to the one we did last year we did uh the march madness of old millennials era sports movies heck yeah so that one's available to you as well yeah is this one better i don't know we haven't recorded it yet to be determined (laughs) i don't know okay but per our usual style we will start off with what we've been watching recently so therefore making it relevant to you sure yeah well it doesn't matter People watch things whenever, so I feel like it's just, like, information about stuff we watched, and you might watch it at some point or not. This part of the show is, like, the exciting bonus part where, like, who knows what we're going to talk about. And if you don't like it, you can fast forward. (laughs) Typically to the 30-minute mark, which you already know if you already listen. Yeah, that's fine. So, Tyler, uh, we didn't talk about it before the episode. What have you been watching? Oh, you did. Okay, well, yeah, but we'll we'll talk about the thing we watched together first. Okay. Which was uh, the infamous... Snyder cut of Justice League. That's right. So we watched this over two nights. We did not sit and watch this thing all at once, which was smart on our part. So for those um, out there who don't know what that is, <laughs> it give is, me the 15-second description. Uh, Zack Snyder was working on Justice League, uh, left the project, Joss Whedon came in, reshot a bunch of stuff. They released that three, four years ago in theaters. Uh, people didn't like it, so now Zack Snyder finally people demanded the, people demanded the Snyder cut. <laughs> then they gave it to them on HBO Max, and so now this is his version, which is a good two hours longer than the one that aired in theaters. And for anyone, that was like you ain't me out. I was feel like I still made it in fifteen I seconds. I don't think you did. Okay, whatever. 
Um, so Justice League is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash. some others. Flash, yeah. Cyborg. In case, in case you're like me and you're like Marvel, Justice League, I don't Avengers, right. who can keep them all straight? So um, I remember... This is the weird thing about revisionist history a little bit. When that jo- when the Joss Whedon one came out, it uh-huh. got, like, not great reviews, but, like, some good reviews. People forget this. I remember people online being like, this is fun, it's blah, blah, blah. And then I personally did not like it. Like, I thought it was, like, an, just an empty... You could just tell it was manipulated. It was, like, this hodgepodge of tones. It was a lot hodgepodge. Of, a lot of people have that opinion, right? But what I'm saying is, is that... There was like a, there was a lot of apologies for this when this first came out, and then slowly over time, either because people actually watched it again or whatever, uh, it's not very good, and so people wanted that Snyder cut because they like those long Snyder cuts. So um, there's a problem with that just because, like, I mean, personally, I'm not big on like what Zack Snyder's done in this franchise already. Like, I yeah. don't like Man of Steel. I didn't like the theatrical cut of Batman versus Superman, although I do think his extended cut of that is better. So, you know. I remember enjoying this movie after watching it in the theater. Right. And, and then, then forgetting about it. Completely forgetting about it. And then as we were watching it, I was this the four fucking hour cut. Right. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this movie. But then I was like, was this in the old movie? And so I felt that experience was kind of distracting to me as a watcher. So he, Zack Snyder chose to not use anything that Joss Whedon cut or wrote. So that's Mm -hmm. all out. And so um, what's left is, you know, what he shot and, you know, he shot all this other stuff. And then he he added a few scenes and did some special effects work once they greenlit this for HBO Max. So, um, yeah, like... For me... It, it had a lot of problems. One, number, I'll just go through my complaints. Number okay. one, it's trying to cram way too much into one movie. Yeah. Way over ambitious. You're introducing three new superheroes to your little franchise within In a general. Story. Like, it, like, not, never mind its length. It's, this is a hard task. This is a hard task. Three, yeah. three brand new characters to the team. You're, you're, Continuing where you left off with the Batman versus Superman, Superman's dead. So you have like that whole like emotional level you're starting the movie at. Right. And uh, I just feel like if you can't tell the story in two hours, what I what I talked to you about was I would have been more interested in a version of this that was like eight episodes. Yeah. Well, um, and that was an idea that they ran through at one point. And when they kind of announced this at one point, they said it was going to be like, oh, like unleashed installments. The problem with that is that I don't know if it is. It's, it was never meant to be like broken up. So then yeah. I feel like the way they would cut it would be really unsatisfying. But, and then you'd be waiting and it's just like, why am I waiting for I mean, so long to get the rest of this? Like, it just would be weird. But on the flip side, it flips between all the characters so many times that it is not very cohesive. As well, it is. the first two hours, I would agree with you. I, don't, I feel like you could move, like, this was the problem with like the original cut of Batman versus Superman. I felt like that entire movie up until a certain point, you could rearrange scenes and it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. And yeah. that's kind of what this is for a couple hours. Like while that's no one's together, time. like you could move things around and it wouldn't. Now, listen, I do. I think this version is better than the one that was in theaters. Yes. By a long shot, because if you go back, I, I didn't like it when I first saw it. I tried it again. I watched it like it, this was a couple years ago now. And it, it, it really doesn't play like, 
some of the Whedon lightheartedness is is good. Like I I don't mind what he did with Superman. The creepiness. I, I don't mind, you know, just the brevity. I don't mind some of that stuff. But overall, it was a huge mess. And, like, the things he added with this family at the end where Superman is in Flash or Rescue, I hate all that. So I'm glad to see most of that gone. Um, at the same time, I just feel like this is not really a cut. Like, what Zack Snyder did, right, was like... Oh, they gave me a cut. The people are expecting a long thing. So he just put everything that he had into it. He put everything. There wasn't like a thought of like saying no. this is a cohesive movie. I mean, and that was kind of the idea. It's meant to be over long. Mm-hmm. Like there's scenes that would never have made it into his vision of this movie had he released it the way it was mm-hmm. when he shot it. I, I feel like I feel like there's a good at least half hour that would not be in this thing. Oh, uh, like the five minutes of watching some some you know what I'm about to say. The people in Iceland who <laughs> yes. are singing for uh, Aquaman to go into the water and it just keeps going on and on. Yeah, they're on just on. like standing, holding a sweater he drops, singing some Icelandish song. And it's like, who, what the fuck is now, happening? Where are we? What is going on? What I will say is that I was listening to something recently about this after we'd watched it and they kind of equated it like the approach of this to being kind of like a Lord of the Rings structure and that made me like and I thought about it I was like it is kind of like a Lord of the Rings structure a little bit like what do you mean just in terms of like the big bad being kind of like this vague idea like there's not a really good st- I and mean, that's the problem with both versions of Justice League like this char- this villain of Steppenwolf is just he's a it's a bad villain he's not interesting he doesn't have anything more I mean there's a little bit more motivation in this one, but to me it's but not it's a very dumb. interesting it's character. Stupid. Yeah. But, but then there's like these flashback battle sequences and you know, there's a team that's getting together and yeah, so like when I started thinking I was like, okay, like it's trying to do and I, I listen, I would much rather see Zack Snyder's weird view of Superman, which is just like this dark ass thing that I don't really care for. I'd rather see like a cohesive vision, and at least this is like a cohesive vision. Whereas the other one felt like a mix and match of like Zack Snyder's vision with like studio notes and Joss Whedon quips. So I mean, it's better, but like I don't know. Like I feel like maybe there's like a three hour cut of this that is not bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's good because I think there's some fundamental pro- problems with like introducing this many heroes. Yep. And the Superman arc is is weird, and and I, I don't I don't think that it would be a great three hour movie, but I think it would be a pretty good three hour mm-hmm. movie, like solid, right? Right now, it's like it's it's just like it's flabby and it's too long, and um, yeah. Anyway, what I will say mm-hmm. positive is that uh, Wonder Woman is awesome. Yeah. I know you, you're kind of like it eh, on it, but... Every- She's hyper-violent in this one, and she doesn't have much to do beyond that. I don't know. But, I prefer Wonder Woman of, like, the first Wonder Woman movie. But I I like that she's super strong and a badass and really good. She's, it's, she is that in other ones, in, like, in any other version, though. I know, but I, I feel like maybe it's just because I, f- I still feel totally burned by Wonder Woman 84 that I'm just like, yes, there's the badass Wonder Woman that I mean, I would I watch. I would watch this. For. I would watch this four-hour cut of Justice League over it. 80, well, eighty four is weird though too, in its own weird, weird, strange way. Um, and, and so liked her. That's yeah, a positive note, I guess. And I do love Aquaman. I, you know what though, like, but I feel not like necessarily the, in this movie. That's but. what I'm saying. Like, I think you like Aquaman for the goofiness of that Aquaman movie that came out technically like, after this the story. Brought me Aquaman, so I have to pay it like some some gratitude. He's, not a, to he's that. barely a character in this movie. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like much. He definitely has more. I I appreciate the goofiness of that character in too. the uh, in the actual Aquaman movie, but. And now, after reflection, I I could see why we didn't cut out a lot of the the one character cyborg yeah um 
Yeah, well, I mean, not to say anything about apparently Whedon being a huge asshole on the set and being really especially a huge asshole yeah, to that actor. Inexcusable Which there. is not great, not good, right? But, you know, I mean, the problem here is, like, yes, there's a lot more cyborg in this movie, but it's also the weakest stuff in the movie. Like, it's kind of a cliche story, and it doesn't really register very much, unfortunately. Yeah. And and the the character is so brooding the whole time that there's there's less redeemable like I mean you could uh, see why the studio was like oh if we had to trim something we can cut all this storyline yeah i didn't he was hard, his his attitude his just like oh i'm, I'm mad it was just like not i didn't connect with that at all yeah i didn't uh, i don't i didn't find it interesting i don't think his, i don't think the effects work on that particular character looks good mm-hmm. um i thought the flash was really subdued but better in this i really kind of hated his rat attack constant like one liner jokes in the old cut yeah i li- i i like it i tell you what though <laughs> this is the one thing that i do i will say there's two things that i say i would say that well no it's really just one thing that i think actually we did well no I like his Superman is a little bit more like happy, like actual Superman in the original cut. I also think that I I personally really like Ben Affleck's version of Bruce Wayne all in a, in the two the two movies that he did it. You know, mm-hmm. I really like it. I think he he's perfect at playing kind of that older. And I what I appreciated about what Whedon did is that he gave him a little bit of brevity compared to like the super like hardcore broodiness of Batman versus Superman. And I kind of like that. And I kind of like how he had seemingly more to do in the shorter movie like he feels like a little bit of an afterthought in this movie he's assembling people but then it's like he just has to stand back and then they just try to find some cool like ships and tanks and stuff to drive i don't know i kind of liked a little bit of the lightheartedness that was added to his character specifically mm-hmm. i hated all of like all the other jokey stuff in that whedon cut i did not like especially the flash but like that was the one thing of batman that i liked and they cut out my favorite shot of him, his jizz face when he sees Superman oh show God. up at the end. He makes like this guffaw Ben Affleck like, uh, <gasps> smile face, yeah, yeah. and it's so. St- and I don't, I don't like it like for real. I think it's yeah. stupid, but um, it's funny because it's, so it's, it's funny. Batman making a guffaw like I'm coming face. Wow. <laughs> This episode's getting the explicit I'm, rating. I'm kind of a glutton for punishment now, though, because I'm like, do I want to watch that other cut, shorter shorter cut just for comparison's sake? And I'm like, do I want to watch the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman again? It's like a glutton for punishment. I know, it's punishment. curiosity, right? Because yeah. you can, like, read articles where they're like, oh, this is kind of compared. No, I kind of just, I have a curiosity as well. Yeah, so, I don't know. And I, I've been meaning to watch Man of Steel again, because I really didn't like that when it came out, and I, like, have the $3 DVD that I've had for a Well, now we have HBO Max, it's all on there anyway. Way, but um, it's frustrating because I like I want to like these movies. Like I'm your audience. I want to like this. Just give me something enjoyable. Yeah, and I think this is not a this is not me being DC versus Marvel because like Batman is probably one of my favorite characters. Even though, but I just I'm sorry to say like I know while the the Marvel movies are more like generic in terms of style i just think that they have a better handle on their storytelling i'm sorry i just feel like they know they focus more on the characters where this is more about like look at that cool pose and look at this cool shot i don't know why the movie is shot and like this particular justice league is like in a four three like box ratio either i don't know what the logic behind that was i don't get it he's like oh wants to be maybe he wants to play it on imax screens eventually and maybe that'll work but i don't think they filmed it in imax so i'm just like it's confusing and if it know. takes you four hours to tell tell your superhero story, like, you probably well, like did said, something wrong. I don't think that he... I, I don't... This is not... Again, I wouldn't say this would be the cut he would have put in theaters. I feel like he would have, like, made a, a three-hour actual cut of this. He's just giving us everything. And then a dumbass... A, 
I don't even want to get into it. The the ending scene, nah, this added scene is so it. I hated it. But hey, we've got I know other people that really loved it. So what are you gonna do? Um, Justice League. It took almost as long to talk about it than it did to watch it. Not even close. Oh, we okay. just got through the the Iceland girls singing next to the Aquaman Whew. ocean. That was a long time. Okay. Um, so that's what I watched, or that's what we both watched. And then, mm-hmm. so last week, um, I got uh, access to the South by Southwest Festival, uh, the film festival mm-hmm. that um, they usually have in person down in Austin. Sorry to throw you off with my big eyes. It was my eyes were saying, oh my God, are you going to talk about the 21 movies you watched as part of the festival? I saw 22. No, I will not talk about all of them. I will, I'm going to list them all for you, but then oh I'm going to I'm gonna only pick out like three or four. You're like, going to list out. them all for me? Yeah, just to prove that I saw them. Okay. Am I going to, am I supposed to write these down? No, you don't like, have is to write this them. an assignment? No, I'll tell you which ones to like put on the list for like what I actually talk about. But yeah, so this, uh, they got canceled last year because of COVID. This year it was just digital and so I got press access for it, which was really awesome. I keep <laughs> so I've, I've I've done a few virtual film festivals and enjoyed some things. I did New York Film Festival. I did Middleborough. The problem is with both of those, and be- this also applies to Sundance, is that I could have gotten access to these things like like for free. Yeah. Well, with New- in the case of New York and Middleburg, I just didn't think about it till after they closed up for press passes. So then I ended up just bo- renting the movies that I could watch. Mm-hmm. And in Sundance, I like inquired. I mean, I didn't even, I was, I, I mean, I knew about this. this happened in January. I like could have easily thought ahead on this. Well, I didn't. What but you're I, saying is you dropped the fucking yeah, ball. But I did think ahead on South by Southwest. And so I did get access to South by Southwest. So there you go. Good job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched uh, 22 movies over the course of four days. Um, it was a lot. I know. I didn't see you for those four days. I didn't sleep much this week, but I wanted to, you know, take advantage of it, you know? So, okay. I'll just list the names, the movies I saw, and then I'll single out a couple of them. Okay. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, Hysterical. Women is Losers. Uh, Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil. Broadcast Signal Intrusion. The End of Us. The Oxy Kingpins. Clerk. Here Before. Paul Dude's Deadly Lunch Break. The Fallout. Witch Hunt, Best Summer Ever, Alien on Stage, The Sparks Brothers, How It Ends, Violet, Language Lessons, Lily Topples the World, Introducing Selma Blair, Swan Song, Ninja Baby. I think that was 21 or 22. That's awesome. I took a little nap while you were doing that. Oh, good. Um, it was 22. I was okay. counting on my fingers. So um, I did watch one of the, probably my favorite one ended up being the one that won in the narrative feature competition. So there's only like eight, there's like 75 movies that debuted at South by Southwest or played there. Not all of them were premieres, um, but the only about eight or ten are in the actual like narrative competition. Okay. So uh, the winner of that happened to actually be a favorite movie that I saw, which was called The Fallout, mm-hmm. and that was um, directed by Megan Park, and it stars Jenna Ortega and Maddie Ziegler, um, some other people, and it is basically a story about the aftermath of a school shooting. And three characters in particular who um, survived and get injured, but are dealing with kind of this emotional fallout of it. And the lead is someone who seemingly is just like, you know, she's obviously saddened and upset about it, but she's kind of blocking herself out from it and doesn't kind of realize some of these bubbling issues happening to her. Um, and so I thought it was really... It's not it's not grim, which is tough for a, a topic like that. Usually when you do this, it's very grim. Um, it's just really well acted. It's really well focused on these three characters and it, it's sometimes pretty funny, and I it's just a it, it's a really strong character study of these people, and I thought it was uh, powerful, especially um, since this you know we keep having these violent gun violence issues in our country, and so 
um, it just feels super relevant. And I was, um, I just thought it was easily the best thing of the, of the thing, uh, of the festival. Um, I really liked, so there's a bunch of, uh, COVID, uh, quote unquote COVID movies there. So what that means is either they're about COVID, uh, documentary or even narratives about people living with COVID. It's like there's a couple of romantic comedies about COVID and there was a road movie about someone trying to get their grandmother out of a nursing home and there's some documentaries and listen, like we're still living this shit. Too soon, people. Yeah. Too I, soon. So I watched a couple of them and I struggled, but then I was surprised. Probably the most COVID movie of all of them was shot over, like, it's just two characters, Natalie Morales and Mark Duplass. Natalie Morales is, uh, she was in, like, Parks and Rec. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Um, and she wrote and directed it, too. And it's basically those two people on a call. They're not in the same room together. They're, like, on Zoom. One's in uh, South America or Central America. The other one's in L.A. or whatever. And so... It's very much like a COVID movie. It's not about COVID. There's no COVID talk in it, but because of the distance and just the way they shot it, it's that. But I tell you what, it was really well for a 90 minute movie where there's just people on screen talking, exchanging phone calls with each other. Really well, really compelling, really funny, emotional. It's about a French, it's, you know, it's not a romance. It's not a romance. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just friends and they kind of like struggle to like share personal details and whether you can like make a friend over zoom and all this other stuff and so make a friend over zoom or did they know each other before uh, that? it's called language lessons because uh, uh mark duplass's uh boyfriend gives him uh like spanish lessons like a hundred spanish lessons he like went all out and gave him this giant uh package like mm-hmm. hundred hundred lessons so she is like the spanish teacher virtual spanish teacher so Okay. There's an obligation for them to stop. Gotcha. And okay. so, and it's funny for a while because he, like, he, he knows a little bit of Spanish, but he's just like saying some that are dumb. And, and so it's kind of just starts off like that. But then they kind of realize that they, um, you know, have some things in common. They're kind of help each other through some stuff. So mm-hmm. it turned out to be really good. I liked it a lot. Um, so the big one of the, apparently the one that was like the headliner was this Demi Lovato documentary. Mm-hmm. I watched it. And listen, like, she went through some, you know, she is a mega pop star. She overdosed, maybe almost died a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is about that, and it's her talking to the camera. And I felt like, I feel for her, I feel for her story, but I also felt like the documentary itself seemed like to be running through a PR firm a little bit. Ew. Like, and she's being very upfront, and you learn some shocking things and all that, but at the same time, I just felt like it was a little bit... And I and mm-hmm. I say that because the other documentary that I really liked, um, probably my favorite of all the documentaries I watched, was introducing Selma Blair. Selma Blair is an actress who is in like Cruel Intentions and Hellboy movies, right? And she got MS, and so this is a movie about her pretty much going into like a, a, a kind of a stem stem cell um, treatment that's kind of risky. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of like video diary and it's a lot of people, people let, you know, she's let a few people kind of into her life and it is just like raw and it's like just her and her worst moments. Mm-hmm. But she's also, it, there's no vanity to the project at all and there's no filter, there's no PR firm. I, I just felt it, it was really compelling. You really got a, a glimpse at like what MS does, especially this particular form and what she had to go through. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't about her celebrity at all. None, none of that was even relevant at all. They don't even talk about that really. Um, she's kind of a funny person, but I mean, she's really just struggling. And so I just found it to be just a very human, um, really just a compelling portrait of a person. It didn't really matter that she was, uh, you know, a somewhat famous person. So I liked that one a lot more. 
Um, I saw a movie called Alien on Stage. Mm-hmm. That's about bus drivers in the UK who put on a play of Alien. Oh yeah, you're the movie me about Alien. This. Yeah, and they, I mean they just it's made a stage a show. Cool premise. It's cool like premise. waiting. It's like a. It's like waiting for Guffman Best in Show, but they're like real people. And then, like, no one went to their original production. I mean, just a few people in town. They did it for charity, right? They just mm-hmm. did it as a fundraiser. Well, it kind of got word in, like, London. And so, like, they got asked to bring it down. And, like, it it, it took on, like, this a little bit of a cult following. Not much. They only, because they've only performed it a couple times. But, um, uh, it, just really colorful characters are taking, they seem to be taking it way too seriously. But then they're also, like, doing some pretty creative things to, like, make an alien costume and all this other stuff. And then, like, it culminates with, like, seeing, like, good, like, a few bits from the play. And it, I mean, it's hyster- it's great. Like, it's just, like, so funny. And, it, like, the way that they do it is so lo-fi. And they kind of lean into, like, they're, they're not, like, professional actors. And so a little bit of, some of it, the hu- they're leaning into the humor a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really funny. Um, Edgar Wright's documentary is really good. The Sparks Brothers about uh, this band Sparks. Um, it's long, but it's comprehensive. And Edgar Wright does a lot of the normal things he does in his other movies. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's pretty good. Swan Song with Udo Kier. He's Sir, that's pretty good. Lock it down. I'll tell you what. One more. Okay. It's called Ninja Baby, and I think it was from Norway. I'd have to look it up, but it is about a woman who's like a cartoonist and. She's just kind of this young lady who's just, like, having a good time, hanging out, right? Well, she discovers that she's six months pregnant. Yeah. Which is really Ooh, late. yeah. And so she's going to have the baby, like, but she's, you know, she doesn't want to have this baby in wherever she is. It's like, you can't have an abortion after. She really wants an abortion. She can't get one. They don't let her. So, she, you know, she's thinking about, you know, giving it up for adoption. But then this boyfriend, the, not the boyfriend, the guy that she slept with comes back into the picture and kind of wants to. Ki- anyway, it's... So, you know, you, you you think, like, Juno. You think, like, some of the other movies like that. But I really like the edge of this. Like, because this is a character who just really doesn't... Like, she considers the, the kid inside her to be kind of a parasite. So, it's like... it's And it's meant to be kind of lighthearted and funny. And she's like... She animates the little fetus inside of her. And it's just kind of griping at her the whole... Like, for a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just a different perspective on... Um, and I'm not... You know, I'm not getting close. She has the baby. But, like, you know, she's just not... She doesn't want a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, to get that perspective in, in, in that, I thought was a, a unique way. And it, it just... It's a, it's a, it's a mostly funny movie, but, um, I don't know. I just liked that it was like kind of a different, like edgier perspective on that yeah. a little bit. It's such a big experience to not have control over something that you don't want. Well, and you've, you've had kids. So I've, I've heard. had a few. There are aspects of pregnancy that kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. So if like you don't, you didn't know that you were. Yeah. And then you didn't want to be. Right. It would be extra. So I just like the honesty of it a little bit, honestly, and I thought it was well performed, and it's a kind of a good performance from her, and so I like yeah, that a lot. That's um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Some of these things will be out really soon. Some of them haven't been picked up, but the ones I mentioned, I'm sure, will be uh, released at some point soon. Yes, I think I know the Summer Blair thing's coming out on like Discovery in a in a few weeks. So, oh, cool. and Demi Lovato's thing is already out, I think, on YouTube. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, that was like the big. I don't know why that was the big title. Maybe because it's Demi Lovato, maybe, but. I don't know. I didn't, uh, eh. 
it was fine. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you're like, it felt like it was filtered through PR really turns me well, off to wanting to. Watch but it's that. like it's. I mean, it's it's kind of subtle because it's mm-hmm. not like because it's like it's a lot of her being really honest about what happened and you know the mistakes she made and all that. But I'm, at the same time, it's just it doesn't seem like super authentic. It's just you know she's sitting down for an interview. There's like several. Everybody's aware of what this is going to be and where it's going to go and the fans. You know, and I again, I don't, I I don't have any negative comments about her as a person. I know that addiction happens in all forms it happens to lots of people i don't mm-hmm. i don't begrudge her i don't feel i don't that's totally fine i just i felt like it 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 just seemed like a little arm's length away compared to especially when you watch something that's so like in your you know the Selma blair thing i just so thought it was intimate. really compelling yeah yeah so yeah no it was it was a fun but exhausting week i didn't really want to watch uh Justice movies League? for a couple of days. <laughs> I know. I watched Justice League and it was like, oh. uh, there was a couple of times during Justice League. I was like, I don't think I can. Sleep. The first night, I was like, can we just turn it on? We can watch the rest of it tomorrow. And you know me. Once it gets started, I'm in it. So you were done about an hour before I was. You were oh, yeah. like, I'm about done, and I was like, well, I'm still, I'm in it. I'm still watching it. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta be careful with me. Once it starts, I'll let it keep going. Well, there's these chapter breaks, and so I felt like, okay, well, fine. I was like, I was done. And I was like, yes. okay, well, fine. The next chapter. So you think like the chapter breaks would be kind of even? No. no. There's a couple in the middle that are really long. Yeah. So I was like, oh, damn. I picked like the one chapter break. Yeah. That's like the longest one to wait for. I kept for. looking at you to see if you're still awake. <sighs> I was so tired. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Okay. So that's what you've been watching. Lots I haven't really been watching much. I've been just working so many extra hours. You watched so the Snyder stupid. Cut. That was I a big commitment. The Cut. I finished Game of Thrones. I might have talked about that on the last episode, but I finished it. You finished it, yeah. Finished the bad boy. And here's what I will tell you about Game of Thrones, people. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as bad as everyone complains about. I don't know. I thought the ending was fine. Boom, I said it. Some people have said that. I don't know. Have they? Yeah. I mean, it's just that it's got so much hate is all. I don't know. But that's how thing. I don't know. People always get upset about things that are ending. I don't know. What do you want from me? It's... Well, people get upset because they fall in love with the character. They just want and it they want to happen that a certain way. To right? win, win supreme by the end. Yeah, I mean, it, or they have an, a different idea of how it's going to go down, or I, it, expectations definitely factor into these kinds of things. Yeah. I don't know, but I, you know, part of it, it must be. I was thinking about this after you told me that. I was like, there might have been like some lengthy stretches before, like they released this last batch. Or maybe there was some anticipation issues, or people were getting like. Fits and starts of the ending. Well, yeah, and, and then the eighth season was only like six episodes long, and the books aren't done, and so you know everybody's got a different idea about like what's gonna supposed to happen, and yeah, it's something that I I'm fine not being part of the conversation. I don't care. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I mean, if I had to like boil down, like what is Game of Thrones? I'd be like, there's some kings and queens that get murdered and murder each other, and then there's boobies, and there's fighting, and then there's more kings and queens that murder each other, and boobies, and fighting. And then there's, like, a dragon for, like, two episodes. There's a dragon. Some zombies or something. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. And there, Yeah, and there, there's some zombies. Cool. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. by me. Cool. Okay, that's what we've been watching. That's the exciting stuff. I know. I think it's funny that we started complaining about at the beginning of this. We talked about how Justice League, the four hour cut, was way too long. And then I talked about watching 22 movies, and you talked about watching the entire run of Game of Thrones in the span of three weeks. It wasn't three weeks. It was like a week and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it's like two weekends. It's just kind of funny that we're like, <laughs> just Justice League movies too long. Let me watch like 80 hours of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, well, stuff's happening and the stories are being told in, in an entertaining way. Justice League felt like homework at some like point. Like, technically, WandaVision is longer than the four hour Snyder cut. 
Okay, it's not about length, it's about quality. Uh, yeah. So go. when you have yeah. low quality and long quantity, now now I was just lobbing that problem. softball over for you to answer that question. See, you passed. Did you didn't, I? You didn't whiff at it. That's good. You didn't whiff at it. I will whiff. All right. March Madness. Yeah, what are we doing? We're doing March Madness. What does that mean? Okay, so yeah, last year we did uh, a little bit more cut and dry thing, which was like sports movies of the like 80s and 90s-ish. We picked 32. We separately went through our own packet. Like we 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 did our own separate brackets. Yes, this we did. year on this one we're gonna uh, we're gonna decide together what we're gonna do. And so instead of movies, mm-hmm. we're doing Disney sidekicks. Okay. Now, go ahead. This took a little bit of uh, finagling because number one, a lot of Disney characters, classic Disney characters, uh, are from movies that were outside of uh, technically our time period of the show, right? But it feels weird to exclude them because these are also movies that we watched as kids growing up. They're very much a part of the DNA of... Being an old millennial. Right. But then, like, okay, so where do you draw the line? So I feel like I, I, I kind of tried to split the difference by including them, but also, like, kind of separating them into, like, one singular bracket. And so only one of those classic characters can come into, like, the final four, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of reduced it. The other thing. Um, sidekicks is a loose term. <laughs> Some of these characters are, you would maybe not define necessarily as a sidekick, more of a supporting character in the film. Yes. That would be one thing I would, I would specify. That's just because I wanted the brackets to work. Because part of this exercise to me is seeing if I can figure out how to group like four different, we didn't even do 64 because I don't want to do that. But like to figure out how to like group characters into certain brackets and have it make sense. Mm -hmm. And it, some of it makes sense and some of it's a little bit of a stretch. But for me, it was enjoyable to do the exercise. <laughs> yeah, that was a good task for you. <laughs> so I did it, but you know, so like you know, like we don't have to split hairs on like how why certain things are in one category no. versus no. not, and what the rankings are because I also ranked them, uh, you know, like a, in a bracket style thing. Like the one in the first round will face the eight of its bracket. So like technically, the top seed will go against the lowest seed in its category. Mm-hmm. Now, how did I choose between what goes one, what goes two, what goes three? I don't know. I just did. I did it based <laughs> on um, prominence in the movie, overall what I would consider to be like general popularity based mm-hmm. on what I know, what I've seen. I also factored in things like, and this is these are could be these could be, could be things for you to to use to 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 choose your pick if you want. Okay. But like, you know, do characters have like a, their own song, for example, or they have like some agency in the story versus being like definitely more of a side character. So that's kind of how okay. I ended up getting ranked. So if we both think someone different should win the face off, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure it out. How do we decide? We're just going to have to decide. That's, so, this was your plan. So I will just yell at you and be the loudest, and then I will win. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool, well, cool, cool, you cool. know, we'll, we'll see. Um, so the four categories are wild animals, mm-hmm. legends and magic. Um, <laughs> there's the legacy category, and so that's all the ones from prior to 1982 or whatever. And then uh, the one was a little bit of a stretch. Pets, people, and early Pixar. <laughs> Oh, PPP yeah. though, so I got like the three P's in there. Yeah, I got. I followed you. So I mean, I did a little bit of. Yeah, theme. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So we'll just go. What we'll do is we'll go through each individual one of these brackets, and then we'll do the final four at the end. Sounds. Like so we an won't have to jump plan. around too much. Okay. Excellent plan. The first, the first category we're going to kick off for the brackets is wild animals. Wild animals. First battle in this round. 
is Timon is the number is ranked number one. Timon from the Lion King, going off against. Do you want to tell us who all the eight are, and then we'll yeah, break it down? Sure. Just so the big picture, we get the big picture. Here's the seating of wild animals: one, Timon; two, Sebastian the Little Mermaid; mm-hmm. three, Pumbaa, Lion King; four, Flounder the Little Mermaid. So you gotta, yeah. Mm-hmm. Five, Miko, Pocahontas; six, Zazu the Lion King; mm-hmm. seven, Crikey from Mulan; eight. Scuttle from The Little Mermaid. So there's a lot of multiples from each movie. That's what makes it a little yeah, bit of a challenge. That's our wild animal category. And like, you know, so obviously Sebastian is more of a sidekick ver- or Flounder is compared to, say, Scuttle, who's more of a supporting character in The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a sidekick. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you're talking about. And that brings us to our first face off with Timon versus Scuttle. So you open the show with a clip of Scuttle. Yeah. And listen, The, Lo- the Little Mermaid is a, a favorite of mine. So I I feel bad for Scuttle, mm-hmm. but like it's Timon, right? Is and, it Timon? And we're talking about the animated version. None of these remakes are getting factored into this shit. So no. Which one's Timon? Timon is the meerkat, not post the... by Nathan Lane. Okay, and what does he do? What's he? Does he sing a song? So they both uh, sing. Uh, well, yes, they both sing Hakuna Matata. Correct. And then they also have the opening uh, verse of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Mm-hmm. I love Nathan Lane in general. I feel like Timon and Pumbaa are considered to be one of the all-time great sidekicks or side characters in the Disney world. That's why they are ranked one and three. I I put Timon one because Timon is the one who's kind of more the leader of the two. It feels like the the animals like Timon and Pumbaa should have been in one one line. Okay, yes, but listen, when you do that, you you eliminate half your bracket. And but okay, right. But also, like I say, I didn't want to do that. But then in the legacy category, you're going to find a couple of like group. God damn ones. it, Tyler! <laughs> Breaking your own. I rules. feel like Timon and Pumbaa are popular enough that they deserve their own are separate. Are they? Spaces. I don't think so. I think they're like a pair. Yeah, I'm interested to see Is... what happens if you want to pick Timon or Pumbaa though, because if you get to the end and you want to pick either one or the other, I'll, I want to know which one you like better. Oh, I probably would. Yeah, I'm not going to. Okay. Oh no. What are you saying? You're not going to, like, get divorced over this, huh? What are you saying? I mean... I I Scuttle is a good character, but come on, it's a very side, minor character. Like, it's not, it's not overall, like, a a major aspect of the Little Mermaid. Uh, I mean, you're right, but, and Scuttle is one of those characters that, like, can be very irritating. Right. He's right. kind of an obnoxious character, but he saves the day. He, like, drags Ariel. So does Timon and Pumbaa. He, like, drags Ariel's ass to the ship. Yeah, Timon, Remember? Timon and Pumbaa also save the day. See, Timon and Pumbaa. See, exactly my point, Tyler. Can you have Lion King with just Pumbaa? Also, I'm going to, I'll throw this out. Timon does a, a hula song slash dance at the end of the movie during a very thrilling climax that's very funny. So I would also go Timon for the win. I mean, I just, I find it odd. I think you're just trying to be contrary, or you're trying to be, uh, you no. Know, you're, you're looking for an upset when you don't need to. Timon is better. I'm not trying to make an upset. I just don't really love Timon and Pumbaa. Well, that's fine. I would actually put Timon and Pumbaa in the same category as Scuttle. It's kind of annoying characters. That's outrageous. And I feel like you're forgetting the Timon and Pumbaa uh, run. This is the risk you run when you ask me to do a bracket without letting me recently watch the I'll movie. I'll tell you what I also like about Timon. Uh, spe- specifically uh, compared to Pumbaa, is that Timon's kind of wrong for a little while and steers Simba the wrong direction, which okay. I think is kind of an interesting angle for the movie to take and where he kind of kind of skirts his responsibilities and wants to... And it's important for the kid to do that, but then he doesn't know when he's supposed to go back and Timon especially doesn't want their their trio go, to go down to two. Okay, I'll give you Timon. Good, Good. job. 
So type your. Can you type it in oh, easier? Yeah. Yes, I can. So that we keep track of it. So one versus eight. That'll Timon, be a Timon. Number one comes out on top. Yep. So that they'll go off against this next category, which will be number four versus number five. Number four, Flounder, versus number five, Miko from Pocahontas. Well, Flounder just wins. The the thing is, Miko doesn't talk. So Miko, it's tough because he doesn't talk. He's super cute, and and if you think about it, I mean, this is like the origination of cute raccoons, which then you know feeds into the Incredibles. Cute raccoon. It's not cute raccoon. That's a vicious raccoon. I know it's funny though. Um. Well, what I'll say Miko's about great, though. what I'll say about Miko is that if we ex- if we had extended, so this is going to cut out like the animated movies for this bracket cut off around two thousand two ish or whatever, right? We're not using mod- using modern ones because uh, number one, it's not an old millennials thing, but number two, I would have a personal pick that would run this whole bracket to the end, and that's the chicken hey hey from Moana, who oh doesn't speak and he's an idiot and it actually causes a lot of trouble, but ends up saving them randomly just Multiple on pure times. luck. Just by pure pure accident, sometimes or stupidness. I lo- yeah. And I love how it, there's a bait and switch in Moana, by the way. Mm-hmm. Of like, you think Pua, the cute, like helpful sidekick for Moana, is going to go on an adventure? No, Pua gets left behind. The chicken gets to go. Yeah. And I just I love that That's to fantastic. the point where like even like the the like there's more products and toys of Pua because it's cute mm-hmm. than there is of Hey Hey the chicken. Even mm-hmm. though the Hey Hey the chicken is uh he's the one who's he on almost the gets eaten by the rock like several times. Wants to cook them. So anyway, that's um, my argument toward Miko. It's not really like Flounder's just kind of like a, he's yellow and blue and he's cute. He's always helping. Uh, he's just he's very loyal to uh, Ariel. He is very loyal. Yeah, he's a good buddy. Okay, we both agree it's Flounder. Sorry, Miko. I mean, Miko is cute and is a great character. Yeah, I don't want to say any of these are not great, other than Timon and Pumbaa. Oh boy, you wrote Miko, even though you did I not mean did. to write that. I know. <laughs> It's going well. <laughs> How'd you see what I was writing? Number three versus six in the next category here. Pumba versus Zazu. So now, I don't even know why you put Zazu in here. Nobody likes Zazu. Zazu's not a sidekick. I like Zazu. He's a sidekick to Mufasa. Boom. Ugh, I guess. Um, I like Zazu because he's annoyed as fuck at little Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That's true. That's and funny. he like sings like a, a shit eating like verse and just can't wait to be king. He goes, I think it's time for you and I to have a heart to heart. And he and then JTT is like kings don't need advice from little hornbills for a start. Damn! If this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. Out of service, out of Africa, I wouldn't go about. That's what Zazu says. You're such a nerd. I like that song. Um, so you're voting for Zazu then? No, for Pumba and Timon. No, I like Pumba and his farting, obviously. Oh my god! See, that's why I don't want to have Pumba, but. Obviously, Pumbaa wins. When he was a young warthog, he he found that his aroma had a certain appeal, but he could clear the savanna after every meal. He's a sensitive soul, but he's got thick skin, and it hurts when he ever he stood downwind. And oh, the shame! Uh, I can keep going, but I won't. I'll probably get sued for singing the song. Jesus, Tyler! It's Pumbaa, right? I guess. Okay, two versus seven. Sebastian from The Little Mermaid versus Crikey from Mulan. A character that I had to double check was in the movie. <laughs> it's a tiny little cricket. Yeah. Who's with her the whole time. Not in the remake, I noticed. Neither yeah. was the Neither was uh, Mushu, but there you go. Um, yeah, it's Sebastian. Right? We don't have to spend much time on this, right? Yep. Sebastian's got two songs. So, you know, that's right off the bat. That's tough. Yep. Okay, moving on. That was easy. See? That was easy. All right, so now we go to the round two of Wild Animals. 
I just don't like, I feel like you purposely manipulated this category so that you could have, you know, Timon versus Pumbaa. No, I didn't. I'm not loving the, I mean, I I had to separate, no, because I had to separate them to get, like, no, there's, there's a lot of work that went into this. mm -hmm. I didn't game it in any way. I feel like you did. I did not. I did not. Prove it. I didn't game it. There was, like, I had to move things. (laughs) She (laughs) said. Well, here you go. You can move however you want. You have Timon, the one, versus four, Flounder. What are you going with? Uh, I mean... Here's my... Okay. This is all I'll say. Flounder doesn't have a song. Timon's got multiple musical moments. It's voiced by, an, uh, you know, an actual, like, big, you know... Flounder's just a kid. I'm just I, saying. Right? I agree. So the cop... Okay, so you're okay, mo- fine, Timon's moving fine. forward? But in the next... Okay, so Timon versus Flounder... I give you the Timon win. Yeah. In the next round, we have Pumbaa, which was number three, versus Sebastian, number two. This is an easy one. Sebastian. It's Sebastian. Okay, thank God. I thought you were going to say Pumbaa, and I'm no, going to punch you in the Sebastian. face. No, it's Sebastian. No, it's absolutely Sebastian, because Sebastian, spoiler alert, has not just two songs in the movie, but like two of the all-time best jamming songs of the whole Disney lineup. And a callback in the Moana movie we were just talking about. Right. Here's the problem, though, about... Uh, Sebastian. Oh, so let's just get into it, because now we have Timon versus Sebastian. It's Timon versus Sebastian, and this is what I'm going to say, and we can discuss it if you want, or you can just move on from this comment. Sebastian, I'm just going to put it out there, he's kind of an asshole. He, okay, at first, he is. Because he's he's very loyal to her dad, the Triton, the... King Triton. King Triton. Yeah. But then he feels really bad. Yeah. And he actually goes out of his comfort zone to go help her. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, he, he almost gets eaten by the chef. Oh, yeah. That's a fantastic And he's involved, scene. and that's like another mini song that he's involved in, but he's not singing, but like the chef sings a little bit. It's kind of an underrated little sequence in the movie. Without Sebastian, you can, the Little Mermaid is not a great, is not a great movie. He's working the whole, I mean, I mean, yeah, he, he, you know, he tries to get her to stay. That doesn't mm-hmm. work, but then he actually like gets on board with like, uh, trying to get her to kiss, kiss the girl, right? Oh, he's, like, he's helping yeah, like he's crazy. trying like he's doing what he can right he is he does care about her and that's what's important so yeah i think that him being an asshole would make you like him because you're kind of an asshole and you can kind of i was just playing that. devil's advocate i feel like this is an easy match it's sebastian oh thank i God. like timon listen i love timon but like there's a point when you run up against a bulldozer named sebastian a little red crab and you're just gonna lose timon i'm sorry okay, so what i'm hearing is that we can stay married yes okay cool, 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 cool. timon is going to the final four no. No, I meant Sebastian. <laughs> you did what I did. Yes. Where it's like <laughs> Sebastian's going to the final four. He is number two. Now, you could argue, again, that Sebastian should be the one seed. And maybe there's an argument there. I don't know. I just, because when I looked at lists, Timon and Pumbaa specifically were on top of a lot of, like, side lists. Okay, well, even if we talk this through, if mm-hmm. you were to put Sebastian in the number one seed, right. it'd be Sebastian versus Scuttle. He wins. Yeah. You're, we're in the same boat. Pretty much. Whether he's ranked one That's or what two. I thought. I was, I, you know, at, at some point you stop overthinking it. Except I really thought you were gaining me for Timon and Pumbaa. No, because I want Sebastian you. all the way to the final four, baby. So what I hear is that you gamed it so Sebastian would win. No, I did You're didn't. just a cheater. I'm not a cheater. I just tried to line it up so I could have eight in each category. <laughs> pretty hard. Okay. So if you're still following. Mm-hmm. In the wild animal. The wild, winner of the wild animal bracket is Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Yes. Got it. Thank you, sir. It's a two seed. Continuing on. A little bit of an upset. Not much. 
All right, the next category is Legends and Magic. Now, it's Legends and Magic because uh, we either talk about things that are uh, legends like uh, Hercules or uh, Mulan, or you have characters that are like propelled by magic. Okay. So, so in this category, right. number one seed is Genie from Aladdin. Genie from Aladdin is one. Two. No. Let me say, oh, sorry. the last ones. Okay, fine. Oh, you talk so much. Shut up. Talking about your 20 movies you watched. Okay. Okay. Number one was Genie from Aladdin. I'm, I'm just teasing you. Okay. I love you. Okay. Number two is Mushu from Mulan. Mm-hmm. Three is Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. Because she's magical, right? Because she's a magical right. pot. Number four, Lumiere, Beauty and the Beast. Right. Five, Cogsworth, Beauty and the Beast. We have a big showing for Beauty and the Beast here, clearly. Yeah. Uh, Magic Carpet, Aladdin. The six. And then number seven, Pegasus from Hercules. Mm-hmm. And number eight, Gargoyles from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Now listen, I feel like you could maybe make an argument like, why are the seven and eight seeds even here? But <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to like add yet another Beauty and the Beast cat- character. Like I felt like I couldn't have four in one category. Like by, add, by add, adding like, Chip? Chip, yeah, by adding Chip. And yeah. I felt like Chip is more of a secondary character, even to Mrs. Potts. Yeah. And then I also made Mrs. Potts three over. Four and five Lumiere and Cogsworth because it's Angela Lansbury, number one. Number two, she sings the titular song, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, does she or is Be My Guest the titular song? No, it's the movie's called, it's a the titular what's, song. What's titular mean? Title. Word. Title song. Title. Title song. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Now that you say that, that does make sense. Yeah, you know, it checks out. There's good logic <laughs> but, there. But why is it called titular that's just the word. I don't know. Because someone wanted to ha- to make the word tit in there, huh? Oh, for sure. They want to be like tittle. They want to no, be like why don't you give me Euler. Why don't you give me eight tit for 500? <laughs> okay. Um, All right, let's move on. So we're just going to jump right in. Number one, genie versus gargoyles. I feel like we don't even have to have a discussion on this, do we? It has been. Okay, you're, you're right. But <laughs> um, I have not seen The Hunchback. No, I haven't either. Since... Probably like I maybe watched it twice. I might have watched it once when it came out. And that was yeah, it. Uh, yeah. And and by the way, here here I am cheating because now I just put all the gargoyles in one category because I don't yes. know them, I don't know their names. You <laughs> you know what this does make me think of is that show the gargoyles. Yo, then no, listen, that's a whole different topic because I like that show. I love. I watched that's a on lot Disney of that Plus. Show. She'll show our kids that. I, bet I they feel might like, like it. I've tr- actually I have, oh, I and like it. it's one of those where I think the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. It looks dated, and you know these kids are such little snots. That you know we, I said you say that, but then you know what they've really liked the last two X-Men? weekends. Oh. Well, no, they like the Emperor's New Groove, and they liked even Kronk's New Groove, like the straight to video version of it. They don't, the animation, they don't, they're not that animation folds better than the or comes over better than the gargoyle. I'm curious show. because they really want to watch the Emperor's New School, the show now, and I'm I wondering that if that drops. So did I, and I'm wondering if it if the quality of animation drops down a little bit. We'll have to see. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we'll have to talk about the and and to be fair, Kronk's new groove is very much just like three episodes of that show, like pieced together. It feels like, but I they still liked it. Um, but you know, they still liked it. Whereas Emperor's New Groove is a good movie, I, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, okay, the next face-off is Lumiere versus Cogsworth, both from Beauty and the Beast. Four. This is and a big five. showdown right off the bat, right? Because are the two main side. Is it though? Because I feel like ninety percent of people would lean one way over the other. Which way is that? The likable character versus the unlikable character. Which one's that? Lumiere's the likable character. Is he a little bit grabby? 
I mean, I was just thinking he's kind of problematic now, though, isn't he? Although he can never really grope anybody because his hands are flames. And they seem to like it. But he do... St- well, that's not a good... That's not a good defense. No, I mean, they... Oh, were- that little duster. She likes getting harassed oh, by Lumiere. Oh, my God. I love it when you school me on sexism. <laughs> Would you like to mansplain anything else to me, Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how unwoke you are regarding Let me that. tell you about that. <laughs> oh, my God. You have this, like... It's one of my neck hairs. Stop oh. pulling my neck hair out. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's a big, long, white one. Yeah. That's what... Okay, sorry, people. I had to pull out one of Tyler's fly. He's recently trimmed up his uh, face. Like two weeks ago. <laughs> and there's like a four-inch hair just waving in the wind at me. So we're both in agreement that Lumiere is better. Because he sings yeah. Be Our Guest, right? Be Yeah, I think that... Sh- yeah. if, if, there could, if the movie could have a different title, it could be Be My Guest. And the titular song it's would be... It's not called Be My Guest, though. Yes, it what is. if it was called be like no it's be our guest by oh, the way shit. yeah but also guest. what if it was i i like the idea of it uh like but it's like a sarcastic title like be my guest <laughs> that'd be a good be my guest oh you want to stay at the castle be my guest <laughs> although that at least like, she gets to be allowed like she's not being she's a prisoner yeah. yeah oh man that movie i guess man, is... that movie does have problems it is good though it's kind of one of those things it's like yeah Listen, I hear you, but it's like it's a well constructed movie. But it's it's other than I guess Lumiere's like grabbiness, it is critical of what's happening to her. Yeah. It and now like, is it weird that she like falls in love with him after being in prison? Maybe. I but mean it's that whole Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. Right, but it's you know, cool, it's still it's cool. like a, it's still a good movie, that's all I'm saying. Um all right. Next up, number three, Mrs. Potts, Beauty and the Beast, versus number six, Magic Carpet, a silent character from Aladdin. Okay. My vote is Magic Carpet. Ooh, really? A hundred percent. I mean, I think I would agree with that. Magic Carpet's pretty helpful. He's helpful. He's funny. He's yeah. also very helpful. He's yeah. cute. He kind of has a little doggy personality. He does have a dog personality. Which I love. Yeah. And Mrs. Potts is great. She sings a song, but she's just like an old lady. Like, whatever. It's Angela Lansbury, though. She solves murders. Uh, yeah, well, we're not talking about... How come, you know, they give you these... <laughs> I know where you They give going. you these enchanted Christmases, these straight-to-video... Like, why don't they make, like, Mrs. Potts, like, solves crimes around Murder, the castle? Murder, she wrote. Yeah. Mrs. Potts. Like, why don't they do that? That would have been Is so Angela cool. Lansbury still alive? I feel like maybe so? she recently died, or she's still no, up there. She's, she's still there. Still alive? Oh, Don't good. you fucking? Hey, say Disney that. Plus, you guys got money. Why don't you do a murder like a Mrs. Potts? She wrote. Oh, I'd watch that show. Yep, she's still married. Married? I don't care if she's married. I mean, she's still alive. <laughs> I was looking at her spouses. She. Her marriage is her business. I just want to know. Yeah, no, if she's, she's still, still alive. alive. She's ninety-five years old. I feel like she could do it. All right, but we're going to go with Magic Carpet, right? Yes. He's super helppful. Or she. Is it he or she? We don't know. Did they ever refer to him as a gender? I think you and I were were paying attention to that last time we watched it. I feel like it... They do say he at some yeah. point. Yeah, that's possible. But Where's yeah, at? Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Maybe they don't. I don't know. They'll go back and listen to our episode on Aladdin. That's one of the ones we've actually done. Oh, that's true. We did. Yep. Episode, insert episode Oops. title here. All right, uh, no, Magic not Aladdin. Carpet. Magic Carpet. Figure out how to type. Shut <laughs> up! You're so mean to me. All right, last of the main uh, first bracket here. We got Mushu at two for Mulan, uh, mostly because it's it's Eddie freaking Murphy. That's why it's a two seed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like kind of on the level of like the genie and Aladdin, right? People remember Mushu versus Pegasus in Hercules, um, a character that I I I think I enjoy, but I, it's not Hercules is not a movie I return to very often. No, and like as far as like horse-like sidekicks go. Um, 
speaking of more recent movies that don't fall into our category, I would say Entangled, that horse, yeah. is a pretty cool sidekick. Can you go back and actually write Genie where you wrote Aladdin again? It's bothering me that you're not doing this right. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even notice I did that. <laughs> well, you want to do it? <laughs> you be in charge. Okay, so we're going Mushu, right? Right? Yes. Mushu, not Mulan. Shut up. You're so mean to me. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Semifinals of this category. Genie, the one seed, versus four, Lumiere. Thoughts? Genie versus Lumiere. Ah, uh, Genie. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like this is hard. Yeah, it's Genie. Genie's I mean, it's the so it's good. the force of nature. That's Robin Williams. He's got two amazing songs. Like this is a heavy hitter. This is this is Genie's not going anywhere. Come on. I, I know we like Lumiere, He's probably gonna but like Lumiere's grabby. Thing. Lumiere is grabby. Yeah. He's groping the duster. <laughs> Genie? What does Genie do that's inappropriate? Nothing. Nothing. He's solid. He might make some, like, slightly off-color or oddly uh, pop culture jokes to a world that doesn't know them, but, you know, I feel like he doesn't live in... He, time and time space, and space don't matter to exactly. him. He can go wherever he wants to Genie. Okay, so it's so Genie's going to go to the finals now. We got Magic Carpet, which is a six-seed... Versus Mushu, a two seed. Oh, interesting. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I feel like Magic Carpet wins. Really? Yeah. It's Eddie Murphy. And I know that he gets all this credit for, like, Shrek more than he does for this, but this was, like, before that and, you know, entertaining. Okay. I'm just going to say something and it might not be okay. Is it okay that we um, are voicing and, and writing this Chinese character by a funny black guy. The dragon. I don't know. Is it appropriate? Well, the genie's blue, and that is played by white Robin Williams. You got a problem with that too? You're racist. No. <laughs> it's just. It's actually okay. Let me actually challenge this. Would it be more racist if they voiced a Chinese character, to, Chinese actor to play the the dragon? I don't voice? know. There's hardly. I, I mean. We need to go back and do Mulan for this show at some point. But mm-hmm. I, I personally really like the Mulan animated movie, especially compared to the live action one we got, which is the case of all these. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't. The thing is that I, I can't. It's hard for me to speak on Mushu specifically because that's the part of the movie I don't remember as well for some reason. And maybe that's my only reason why I wouldn't vote for him because I don't. It's not sticking out to me, even though I have seen Mulan more than a, a couple of times. So I know Mulan. It's just I feel like it's not. It's not like a comedic tour de force like, say, the genie or even Eddie Murphy when he does the donkey and the Shrek movies. Although that got driven into the ground, obviously. So you're not remembering him. That's not good. That's a problem. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's not meant to be like necessarily a Chinese character, though, is it? It's like a dragon. It's from a legend, but I don't think it's... I don't think that's... The, I mean, this is during a time period where we're already doing this a lot anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mean to, like, make it uncomfortable. I, my issue... The only issue I have is that I, I just... I don't remember the character as well. What if I know that it's good. pictures of him? What I then, know what he looks like. Would it remind you of some of the scenes he's in? Yeah, no, I, I remember. I remember... I remember him. He's a character. Um... I mean, I don't know. This might just be some Aladdin love that's pushing me through, but I do feel like Magic Carpet is the... Yeah, I think I'm I'm being um, a victim of the recency effect, because we recently watched Aladdin. I just like Aladdin. I mean, I just... I've, I've seen Aladdin more. I, I like Aladdin more. That's the nothing. reason it's saying it to me is last time we watched it, I was like, God, that Magic Carpet's the best. That's true. 
No, he's make just a good like point. the best, and then the best scenes are the magic carpet. Well, and fine. Abu the monkey. Okay, but here you go. Now you're gonna have. Now you go into the finals. Now you get a Aladdin showdown here between Genie and Magic Carpet. Now what are you gonna do? I'm not necessarily saying Mushu's out. Is Mushu out? I Mushu's don't know. Mushu's out. It's fine. It's okay. You were going hard for him, and then you I'm just saying it's that. Eddie freaking Murphy. He's a comedic genius. I'm just saying that's something. It's not nothing. That's all I'm saying. Now you're gonna let the silent rug beat Eddie freaking Murphy. I'm yeah, just saying that feels wrong. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's a big upset, that's for sure. I'm going with Mushu. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Okay, well, now we got... Well, now it's, it's Genie versus He's just a fucking Mushu. dragon. Okay. Like, if they were really battling, he would just start the carpet on fire. Well, that's true. <laughs> okay, if we're talking, like, cage fight. Does he have fire ability, though? Yeah, he could do a tiny little spark. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's kind of part of the joke, is, like, he, he tries to do fire, and it's not so good. Okay, but now, right, like, Eddie Murphy's, like... That that they're following the model that Aladdin set, right? With having like a big time comedian anchor the movie with a comedic character. We gotta go with Genie for the win here, right? And if they're really battling, Genie crushes him. Well, in terms of power, sure. Yeah. I mean you gotta talk about everything, Tyler. Not just your likability. Itty bitty living space though. Itty bitty living space. It's Genie though, right? Yeah. Okay, it's Genie. Genie is the winner of the magic and legends and magic category. Not magic twice. Legends and magic. Words. Got it. Okay. Now we're moving on to the next category. The most random of the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pets, people, and early Pixar. I thought I was going to have a pets category all its own, but then when you think about it, not a lot of pets, really. Because, like, Miko is not necessarily a pet. It's just like a Pocahontas. It's a wild animal that hangs out with Pocahontas. I wouldn't necessarily call it a pet. Oh, okay. Versus a wild animal, yeah. right? So that was where this kind of uh, fell in line. Whereas, I mean, Abu, yeah, but he lives in Aladdin's house. That's why Abu's in here, not, like, Miko. You know what I mean? Miko goes to his own place, I feel like. Abu lives with Aladdin. He's a pet. I think there's it's a very a pet fine monkey. line. And we don't have to discuss that no, now. that's okay. You've picked it. We're going with All it. All right. So, you want me to go through the eight this time? Yeah. Number one in this category, another Aladdin-heavy, uh, Aladdin-heavy show. Uh, Abu mm-hmm. is number one from Aladdin. Number two, this is where it's a little controversial. Boo. From Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. The little girl. She's a people what and an early Monsters, Pixar. Monsters, Inc.? 2001. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, number three, Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove. Four, Slinky Dog from Toy Story. Five, Bullseye, who is introduced in Toy Story 2. Uh, number six is Iago from Aladdin. Number seven is Raja from Aladdin. Aladdin had by far the most representation on this bracket. And then number eight, Percy from Pocahontas, who's like the dog of the I mean, bad guy. I don't want to be like rude, but it really feels like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel in this category. How so? For Raja and Percy? No, because you know what? No, I, I would. Yes, you could argue and there's Iago a lot of Aladdin. And... I like I like Iago quite a bit. I feel like that's a a good, funny character to go off of Jafar's like sinister behavior. I just hate Robert Godfrey's voice. I I disagree. I think that can be a grating voice, but it works really well for that character. You're probably right, but like personally, I don't enjoy it. That's fine. It's not like he's not. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Let's start. Okay. The first Abu. Battle. Versus the scrub, uh, Percy from Pocahontas. Versus the what? The scrub. He's the scrub of the category. Like, 
Got, is he that little? Fit is he the pug? Yeah, he's the pug. Which I mean, but he, and he's always like getting <laughs> fucked with by the flit who didn't make the cat. Didn't and make the, the raccoon. Yeah, flit and Miko. So that was the other thing. I could have made Miko and flit together, but I ended As you up should have in the wild animals category. Yeah. But um, I mean, there is a memorable scene in Pocahontas where the dog is like eating its little treats on the little carousel right. thing, and then and then Miko just like eats them all while it's spinning around, and the dog is perplexed. Yeah, a great scene. It's a great scene. It's nice that we've given him a little bit of a shout out, but he's. Obviously losing to a boo. Yeah. Boo's <laughs> kicked, kicked your ass. <laughs> yeah. Percy. It's just, that's just, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Easy. Now, this one's a little bit tough. Because mm-hmm. you gotta go with, this is two Toy Story characters. Uh, you got Slinky Dog, uh, originally voiced by the great Jim Varney. And Toy Story, introduced in Toy Story, appears in all of them, although the voice actor has to change because Varney dies. Versus number five, Bullseye, a silent character that's Jesse's horse from Toy Story 2 that then carries on for the rest of the series. So this is the early Pixar part of Pets, People, and Early Pixar? Correct. Correct. <laughs> hmm. Tough, right? Slinky Dog. Why those two? And why not, I don't know. I picked... Pam. Um... Or the army guys. The army, well, yeah. I went with... Because I was like, it's pets, so I went with like a dog and like a horse. Okay, okay, okay. So I kind of okay. like tried to like... Pam is a pig. I agree, but a lot of few people have pigs for pets. Guinea pigs, yes, not like a full-on pig. Um, anyway, okay. that's just my logic. I was okay. trying to keep the pet theme going a little bit, even though they're not pets, right? Okay. Uh, so that was the logic, and I put them against each other. So, do you have a strong feeling on this one? I don't. This is tough, actually, because I really like Bullseye as a silent character. I, I do have an appreciation and affinity to like characters that are silent. I think it's harder to convey personality, personally. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that. But then it's like, it's Jim Varney doing Slinky Dog. Even without Jim Varney, Slinky Dog wins. Because it's, one, a super cool toy. Oh, sure. Two, I have one right there. The two, right there. his slinkiness is is used a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, whole, I mean, even in the first movie. I mean, if yeah. you're just going off the first movie, Slinky Dog is great because yes. he, he he gets to get held on to when they're Iconic doing the rocket scenes. scene, right? I mean, he's yeah. involved in the one of the, you know the biggest scene of that movie, right? Yeah. So I feel like <sighs> I, I agree that Bullseye is a cool silent character, but Slinky Dog for the win. And really, I mean, I my appreciation for Bullseye is kind of intrinsically tied to Jesse because I just love Jesse, especially when she appears in, in Toy Story Two. You do love her. So, but yeah, Slinky Dog is gonna go. Okay. Three versus six. Kronk. This is a recency bias, I guess, because we did just watch the Emperor's New, Gro- New Groove mm-hmm. with the kids. Uh, versus Iago from Aladdin. We went with Kronk because uh, in Emperor's New Groove is kind of a two-hander. You have the David Spade character and the John Goodman character. They're not. Neither of them are sidekicks to each other. Whereas Kronk is the sidekick to the villain, as is Iago the sidekick to the villain. Therefore, the logic of me putting them against each other. Oh, I time. like that. See, I'm always trying to put you put a logic so together. You are so smart. Um, and the winner is Kronk. I love uh, Patrick Warburton. Um, I, I just, I he's on. He's in exactly like six episodes of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's it. Uh, that's it. But my God, they're like ev- every one of the putty episodes is like my favorite episode of Seinfeld. Totally. Uh, especially like the car when he's they're trying to pick up the car. I don't know. I just love putty. Yep. And then Kronk is basically just putty in a in a, in the same form. And then I just I'm a big. Obviously, the Venture Brothers. I'm just a big Patrick Warburton fan. Yeah, I mean, voice that's how we general. got sucked into watching so many episodes randomly of that show he's in with David Spade. Oh, that other show? Yeah, I know. He <laughs> did that other show. What's it even called? Rules of Engagement? It's a show I don't like. It's not I never good. liked it. It's not good. He's not even, doesn't even get to play like but a like, funny character, but it's like, well, Warburton's in it. <laughs> like, if it's on, I'll be like, 
Oh, Warburton's in it. I'll watch this. Yeah, I'll just see what Warburton's doing for a little bit, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's Kronk. It's Kronk, hands down. I like Iago, though. Don't get me wrong. I think Iago is underrated as, like, uh... He also likes, like, he almost swears a couple times in in Latin. He goes, like, son of a... And, like, other... I just, you know, as okay. a kid, I just like that. You're probably right there. He does get reformed in the animated series. Do you know that? I don't Remember care that? about that now. Because he, he was no. one of the, like, voice no. actors that Moving would actually do the show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. <laughs> next, uh, next one, our number two, Boo from Monsters, Inc. Versus our number seven, Raja from Aladdin. Now, all I'm saying about Raja, before we eliminate Raja... <laughs> <laughs> is that Raja's a cool giant tiger, very nice to Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's it's definitely a pet to Jasmine, right? Mm-hmm. And is very like you know knows what's up and is like pretty vicious and mm-hmm. doesn't like Jafar right from the she, that that tiger never likes Jafar. No, like you know I'm just saying it's a it's a good pet to have if you're gonna have a pet like a, a loyal tiger is not bad, right? Mm-hmm. And you know Tiger King folks out there might like it, mm-hmm. but I mean, boo from Monsters Inc. Again, this is tough because. I don't feel like in Monsters, Inc., Sully or Mike are sidekicks to each other. They're partners. They're not, Same yeah. with Buzz and Woody. They're partners, right? So Boo is not really a sidekick, but it's kind of like this third, the third character that becomes the instrument of the plot. But she does kind of have a relationship with Sully that is more of like a little bit of a, a he takes her under, you know, he takes care of her a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's where the logic comes. Uh, of course, if you forget Boo at all, how could you? She just taught. It's a. I think they even got a little girl to do it, and she's like, "Oh, Mike Wazowski," and she just Mike is, "Oh, Kitty," and just talks like a little kid, and it's super cute, and it's still super cute all these years later. Right? So Boo for the win. Boo's gonna win that category. Yeah. I was just defending why I was in this thing in the first place. I mean, Raja's great. Yeah, but just not know. a standout. Okay, back to the semifinals. We got the number one seed, Abu, versus number four, Slinky Dog. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you gonna pick? Sorry, it's like a boo, hands down. Okay, but why do you like a boo? Uh, because he's funny and he's cute. He causes trouble. What kind of trouble? Uh, he sets off the whole cave of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Which then results in them finding the magic carpet yeah. and the genie. So without a boo doing that, the whole movie is over. Well, yeah, I suppose that's true. I like Abu because you know he's uh, resourceful, he's a mo- but he's also a monkey. He's a monkey. I like that. I, I've always liked the voice. It's like very funny because he almost like says words a little yeah. bit. He goes, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then I just, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I love Aladdin so much. Like I played like the video, the, the Sega game or whatever, mm-hmm. and I even got like the the remix version for our PS4 or whatever. Um, but like just the monkey sounds he makes in the game are delightful to me. So obviously, Abu's going to be the uh, yeah. the winner. He turns, it gets to turn into an elephant at some point in the movie, That's which cool. is pretty fun, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He and the magic carpet are like buddies, but also the the monkey gets mad. Abu gets mad at him a lot. Yeah. Uh, he likes food, but he didn't want to share his bread with the poor kids. That was yeah, funny. Was pretty he's good like, too. fine. He yeah, he begrudgingly bread. does the right thing, right? Yeah, he's great. He's like a little mini version of Aladdin, like his the moral uh, journey that he has to go on a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's kind he's of he's actually has some character. Yeah, no, I like Abu quite a bit. No, yeah, I, yeah listen, I'm just saying. Uh, versus Slinky Dog, I love Slinky Dog, but it's a boo. It's a boo. Okay. Are we going to have an Abu versus Boo? Or are we going <laughs> to let Kronk win this? Because now we got Kronk versus Boo. Now, listen. a week. This is where the recency bias causes some trouble. Because totally. a week ago, I'd have been like, Boo, hands down, right? Mm-hmm. I love Kronk. But then when you watch Emperor's New Groove, like specifically that movie, 
I mean, it is a comedic tour de force by Warburton. Like, it's so a, funny. A good sidekick. It, yeah. It highlights your protagonist or antagonist, and it, and it makes the story better. He speaks squirrel. He goes squeakity squeak, squeak, squeakers. It's great. It's just like, I feel like that without Kronk in that movie, the movie's not even half as good. But Boo, Boo is so cute. Oh my god, you're such a sucker for cute little girls. What is your thoughts? Because I don't know. I, I, I. I always thought, initially when I came up with this list, I thought, boo all the way. But then we just watched Emperor's New Groove, and he was great, but there's a recency bias in, in play there. There's a little boo uh, figure dressed up as a little monster that they had in disguise right behind you in, in the room here. Does that sway you in any one direction? And she's so cute. I mean, if you push the button, push her body or something, she'll probably... Oh, I might have turned it off. She, like, giggles and stuff. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. I don't know. It's tough, right? I don't have a strong uh, opinion. Oh, no. We gonna do? You don't have a strong opinion. I, I'm just I'm torn because I think that uh, does either of them have a song? No, there's no songs in either song. Well, there. I mean, there's there's music, but no, no one sings. Can the movie happen without one of them? Yeah, I mean, yes. Although Kronk like is supposed to get rid of the emperor and then like does it fails to do so, and then sets that whole thing on its. I mean, so not. Re- I mean, not necessarily. He wouldn't go. The emperor doesn't learn doesn't learn his lesson without Kronk screwing up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's obviously uh, a possibility, but booze is an essential component, but is that, like, kind of a cheat to say that she wins? It doesn't matter, because a booze going to win. <laughs> oh, level, okay. So, just pick one. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we're know. doing boo so that we get boo versus abu. Okay, fine. Boo versus abu. Okay, I made a decision for you. One seed versus two. But you think a boo's going to win? A boo's the winner. <laughs> Duh. So you're in the final four. You're going to have two Aladdin characters, probably. Oh, well, you did already because you picked Genie. You know what's and funny? You cr- is we'll go back to the Boo. Aladdin episode. And I'm probably like Aladdin's fine. <laughs> I think you did say that, <laughs> and you're like, ah, it's fine. I don't really like that monkey to be honest with you. It's kind of annoying. Oh no! And then like if we oh, we did a Lion King, so you know it's real funny because we also did a Lion King episode. Didn't we? Yes. I bet you in that episode, I was like, God, Timon and Pumbaa are delightful, is what you're going to say. I am not going to say that. And you probably did say that. That's I'm an saying. opinion I'm going to be pretty consistent on. Okay. All right. Last category before we get to the finals. Okay. This is the legacy category. So maybe some controversy and who I decided to pick, but here are the eight-ish characters. That, oh, you're going to do it this yeah, time, right? Yeah, we're taking turns. This is the legacy category. Legacy. Number one, Tinkerbell from Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And it counts as legacy because... Pre-1982 or whatever. Okay. was when they came out. Cool. Number two, Baloo from The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Three, Jimmy, Jiminy Cricket, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Four, St- Seven Dwarves, Snow White. Yeah, there's White. seven of them in one spot. You fucking cheater. <laughs> You're like, oh, we but can't... But look what I did. We can't have Pumon and Toomba. Timon and Pumba. Because they're... <sighs> Number five. We're gonna keep it moving. Okay, if we if we were doing like a larger bracket real quick <laughs> and like we were doing all across the board, yeah, you could maybe pull out Doc and Dopey, but if I, since I confined all this to one category, I had to cram as many as I could in. Okay. Okay. We're at number five, yeah. Fairy Godmothers. So I lined them up see, Holy I shit. put the three against the seven right off from the bat. From Sleeping Beauty. Yep. Six Gus from Cinderella. And I decided you can do Gus and what's the other one's name? See, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's exactly my point. You Gus asked is the me best and I was one. like, it's Gus. Uh what's his name though? Jacques. Yeah, they're both good. Yeah. And seven Thumper from Bambi. Yep. And eight Sergeant Tibbs from 101 Dalmatians. Maybe a little bit of controversy on that one, but I feel like Sergeant Tibbs is uh He's great. It's the cat from the movie that actually serves to uh Yeah, he does a lot of things yeah. to get the 
save the puppies essentially in yeah. one Dalmatians. And it's a movie that I love, and so so this would have been a problem if you would have picked Sergeant Tibbs and like the farm dog and the shaggy dog. Oh, Why I, didn't you pick any of those? Because one from each movie of the legacy oh, area. But, okay, so hold on, we're doing sidekicks. Okay, not animals. And Sergeant Tibbs is more important to the movie than like the sheepdog character. Like Sergeant Tibbs actually does like does the work. Yeah. And I'm only picking one, you okay. know, right? Yep, I'm on board. Okay. okay. So Tinkerbell, by the way, is number one. And the only reason I say Tinkerbell's number one is because of... Her popularity. It's it, There's, like, hundreds of side spinoffs of the Tinkerbell fairies and stuff like that. So, like, in terms of, like, its legacy, Tinkerbell is, like, the number one side character of these movies, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I went with number one for Tinkerbell. Okay? okay? So here we go. Number one, Tinkerbell versus number eight, Sergeant Tibbs. What are your thoughts? Sergeant Tibbs. For oh, we're going to have a big <laughs> upset right here? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of Tinkerbell. <laughs> that means I know it's number one, and, and I know, and I did that because it's it's the one that is, like, the most uh, strongest legacy, right? But I would agree that it, she should be a number one seed. Yeah. But Sergeant I love Tibbs Sergeant Tibbs. Win. I don't know. I just like Sergeant Tibbs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it, it it's, Huge upset. <laughs> like, if you haven't watched 101 Dalmatians recently, like... Yeah. When you watch it, you're like, this cat is so cool. Yeah, it's great. He's so cool. And I'm not a cat guy. I, me neither. Yeah, so That's there you why go. He, he's extra special. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if we ever have a cat, obviously we have to name him Sergeant Tibbs. I'm, now, you know what's so weird, though, is that it's late, and I'm worrying that, like, that's the name of the cat in the movie. <laughs> what do you mean the name of the cat? That's like, it's, I didn't mess up the name of, like, the dog is named Sergeant Tibbs. Would you like Tibbs. me to Google it? Yeah, please, Sergeant before I screw this up. Tibbs is the cat. Oh, okay. As <laughs> a tabby cat. Yeah. And a supporting character. You could have argued that maybe some Aristocats characters would have been in here. He is the sidekick of the Colonel, and also okay. an ally to Pongo and Perdita. Okay, listen, I just, uh, you know, you, you, when it gets late, you just start like, worrying. Oh, fuck, is that the name of the dog? <laughs> <laughs> what is that sheepdog's name? The sheepdog. Oh, no, the Colonel. Colonel. Yeah. Okay, so he's that a was a character that was, too. It is, but he's not a sidekick. I'm I'm a big 101 Dalmatians fan. We could do this whole thing with villains. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. If there's oh, 64 of them, but, or 32. Okay. Um, if there's 32 Disney movies, there's 32 villains. Well, that's true. But not necessarily from the 80s and 90s. Right. But we already have legacy. a category that we cheated. <laughs> okay, number four, the Seven Dwarves versus five, the Fairy Godmothers. God, I fucking hate kind of all these characters. <laughs> you don't like Dopey? Here's the problem. I, I couldn't separate... Uh, Dopey's probably the most popular... No, I take that back. In terms of uh, branding and uh, merchandise, guess the number one... Uh, I know. It's Grumpy. It's Grumpy. Yeah. yeah. It's Grumpy. Grumpy is easily the number one. Yeah, so Grumpy is probably the most popular technically. Followed by Dopey, probably followed by Doc. Is is Dopey problematic now and people don't like that? I don't know. It was made in the 19, in the 30s, uh, so I haven't watched it in a while. I do like Snow White in the movie in general, but I'd have to I would have to uh go back and Is he just kind of a he could just be kind of a dope, I don't know. His name's Dopey. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think you're the one that's putting a lot of uh I think you asking that question is more problematic than the character himself. How about that? You're getting canceled. I think dope- canceled. I think dope is such a negative word. It is. You're right. So, you know, even if he's perfectly whatever. This is mostly like a play for Grumpy and Doc, I would say. Unless he, like, bashes rosy cheeks. I don't know. This is tough. (laughs) I'm going to make you make the decision because, honestly, I really don't like any of these characters. I mean, yeah. Grumpy, Sleeping Beauty but. is a movie that I don't think that I is think is one of my favorites. But then if I watch Sleeping Beauty, I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> so um, you know, I like I like Fairy Godmothers, but 
I don't know. Though they're so fucking annoying. They just fuck up left and right. They don't do anything right. They just—it's frustrating. Let's just go seven versus four and go seven. We have the seven dwarves win. Seven versus four. Three. I meant three. There's only three. Okay, you are getting tired. Seven versus three. Okay. Just by quantity alone, right? All right. Seven dwarves. Seven dwarves. Okay. And they were higher ranked, so that makes sense. Got it. Well, because they're in the name of the movie. Snow White and the Seven okay. Dwarfs. Yeah, oh, and they have a song. Hi ho, hi ho. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's the a good point. Godmothers may sing they have a something, song. but it's not memorable. So, um, okay, number three: Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio versus Gus from Cinderella. Now, before you pick Gus, because Gus probably I'm not, has. I'm not necessarily going to pick Gus. Number one, Gus might have your same issue that you have with Dopey because <laughs> he's a little bit of a. At Gus, least he's not called. No, Dopey. you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Jiminy Cricket does sing Pinocchio's iconic song, When You Wish Upon a Star. That's why he's ranked three. He also sings the other song. Yeah, I mean, it's an important character. What What's the other song uh, I'm thinking of? Okay, the one sleepy. about, like, the Jiminy Cricket song? I don't know. You know what I'm Jiminy talking about. Jiminy Cricket! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Jiminy Cricket, there's a giant whale. Oh my god, you're killing me. Give a little whistle. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, you know what I was thinking was that, but I kept, in my brain I was going, "Why you whistle while you work?" And that's not right. <laughs> that's the other thing. Um, yeah, it's tough. I like his hat. It's got a cool. It's got hat. a cool umbrella. I also think that um, he provides a good conversation piece about like what is your conscience. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing though. I love Gus Gus and Cinderella in general, so I'm having a little trouble. Gus Gus. Oh, you. Oh, you are the same. I'm having the same trouble. Oh, okay. I just when, really like Gus Gus and Jacques, and I feel like Jacques kind of tagged along here. My my gut reaction was this. Oh, fuck Jiminy Cricket. No, but he's good. But then when I think, well, That's he sings saying. those songs. Okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like Jiminy We Cricket. have not seen Pinocchio in a long, long time. Yeah, it's... Yeah, no, we haven't. I... I uh, my heart says Gus. Because I do love that character. He's very sweet. Yeah. He goes, Gus Gus. He's very sweet. <laughs> I just like Gus. I don't know. I, my my heart says Gus, but I get why someone would pick Jiminy Cricket. What are you typing? This is the upset <sighs> category. Gus. Gus. Yeah. Okay. Two versus seven. Baloo, the Jungle Book, versus Thumper, Bambi. I'm a fan of bunnies, and I'm a fan of Thumper. What does Thumper do in the movie? He thumps his foot. Okay. Um, but Baloo, he's got that whole song. Their necessities. And so that's like the winner. We don't even have to talk about Yeah, and that. this is the only time that I will call up. This is the only time where the the up the, the remake casting was like a sign of how great the character is. And that was that Bill Murray ended up doing the voice of Baloo in that Jungle Book movie. But I know that we're not counting that. I'm just saying like he's a pretty cool character if Bill Murray's going to do it. No, true. Right, true, so true. yeah, it's it's Baloo, I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like, I like Baloo. Okay, so that's easy, put in Baloo. So we've got in the semifinals here, Sergeant Tibbs, mm-hmm. the eight seed, versus the four seed, Seven Dwarfs. Tibbs for the win. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Tibbs, 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 Tibbs. Oh, that eight seed, Tibbs, he's coming through. Maybe what a, we should have ringed him higher. What a run. No, because I feel like 101 out, people wouldn't even think of that character. No, I wouldn't even, yeah. I wouldn't put him on this list. And I, then when con- you talk about it. It's him, controversial, right? You're like, yeah. why did you pick that character over, like, 
even like the what's the skunk's name in Bambi or uh Exactly. <laughs> There's other ones that I omitted though. I have a list somewhere, but I don't remember. Oh no, sure. here it is. Look, I'm gonna scroll. Ooh. Figaro from Pinocchio, that would be a popular character. Figaro. Flower, by the way, is the skunk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Nana and Smee from Peter Pan. No one's gonna be arguing for those. Timothy Q Mouse from Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And then you told me to remove the Winnie the Pooh characters because you didn't necessarily think that those should count. No, you had Piglet in there. Piglet's not a sidekick. He's a sidekick to Winnie the Pooh, more than like... All right. I know. You just told me to leave the... No, all I the... felt like Winnie the Pooh isn't like classic Disney movie. It is, though. Is it? <laughs> they made it in the 70s. There was That's a really good movie or whatever. I know, yeah. but for me, for some reason, it's not like... It doesn't fall into this, like, it was just because it was a, because it was a story? Oh, like all the other ones were before the Disney no, did the thing? No, I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. All right, that's Stop fine. Stop harassing me. It's the legacy category. It's fine. We weren't going to have it anyway. Okay, so anyway, uh, in our conference final, we've got... Oh, no, we didn't do the other one yet. Yeah. Gus versus Baloo. The bare necessities. I mean, yep. He's got a song. Would you like to argue with me? No, I just love Gus, and I, I'm sorry to see him go, but I feel like Baloo's the right choice. Yeah, yeah. So it's Tibbs versus Baloo. Interesting. Hmm. Do you want the magic? Do you want the Cinderella uh, run of Sergeant Tibbs to continue to the final four, or do you feel like his his journey is over with running into the just the buzzsaw I that's mean... Baloo? Uh, Sergeant Tibbs doesn't have a song. Nope. Does Blue no sing one really, anything I mean, else other than Bare Necessities? No. I mean, no, I don't think so. What else is cool about him? He's big. He can float on his belly when you go down a river. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> Bill mm-hmm. Murray would play him later. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's cool. He is cool. King Louis has a song, but that's not... He does. Yeah. King Louie could have been in here somewhere, too, but Baloo's obviously the I mean, the, the kid floats, like, lays on his tummy while he's floating down the river. That's yeah, pretty cool. that's what I'm saying. They're, they're Both of them are kind of like, uh, Bagheera. They're like, Bagheera, what, what the fuck does he know? I know. <laughs> Which I kind of think is funny. They're just, like, really good friends. Yeah, I feel like Baloo for the win. And he has a heart, he has, like, kind of, he has to, like, let him, you know, I beg, Bagheera does, too, but, like... There's like you know he's losing something when he goes back to the human world like Baloo and they have Bojira have to um, you know let him go and it's kind of sad so I like his arc. Okay, I'm with you. I agree. Baloo. Yes. To the finals. Makes me want to watch that movie. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, we might watch that '94 version that I'm. I want to watch. to watch that one too. I <laughs> he doesn't doesn't sing a song in that one, but uh, okay. So here's our here's our final four. We have our wild animals winner, which was. Uh, Sebastian. So you go down here and add this versus our Legends and Magic winner, which is Genie. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. And in the other category, we have the Pets versus People uh, versus early Pixar one, which was going to be Abu mm-hmm. versus our Legacy winner of Baloo. Babu, Baloo, and Bootman. We did it on. Amazing. Funny how we did manage that, <laughs> didn't we? Okay, here we go. That's our final four: Sebastian from the Little Mermaid, Genie from Aladdin, oh, Abu tough. from Aladdin, two Aladdin people, and then Baloo from the Jungle Book. Okay, the first matchup is Sebastian versus Genie. Oh, this is tough. I mean, is it tough though? It's Genie. Genie. This is like not even fair. Should Genie have been considered a supporting character? 
I may have to put my foot down on this. You're going to go with Sebastian. I love Sebastian. I want to take him all the way to the win. <laughs> you do? Really? You're like holding that close to your in, in your pocket there. I was. I want to take Sebastian all the way to the end. You do? <laughs> I do. I know. After your, like, he's an asshole argument earlier. I was just trying to create some debate. What the fuck, Tyler? <laughs> Little Mermaid is my favorite of this era of movies. It's about the ocean. <laughs> it's got two of your favorite songs. I got Love Those Songs. I think I got fucking three of my favorite songs. Three. Four of my fucking Poor Unfortunate Souls, Under the Sea, Part of the World, no, Kiss the Girl. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, that whole movie is great. That that priest gets an erection. Uh, they got took that out. But, uh, <laughs> but we all watched it. Um, okay. So, I mean, but I hear what you're saying. I just, I, I thought for you me, were, would go for Genie. I love Jeannie, but here, I got a little bit of a factor maybe hurting this one. I know this was not supposed to be weighing on us, but I do find that live action Aladdin movie and Will Smith's Jeannie to be just really irritating. (laughs) So maybe that's weighing on me a little bit. I'm just putting that out there as like a known bias. I want to make an entertaining comment, but I'm with you. Sebastian for the Yes! Sebastian to the finals. Mm -hmm. All right. Abu versus Baloo in the other side of our Abu final four. Abu versus Baloo. Abu versus Baloo. I feel like it's Abu. Okay, we do. <laughs> Abu for the win. <laughs> okay. We're not even going to have a debate over it. We just both I mean, agree. <laughs> Doesn't I have, have a song. I have some bias where, like, our daughter Marion's favorite animal is a monkey, too. So yeah. I've got, like, a soft spot there as yeah, well. Yeah, you do. It's true. Um, I don't know. He's just got that little hat. He's so cute. I think it's you know you got to remember too is that in the wild you don't want to get near the bear. You probably don't want to get near the monkey either because of you know viruses. But you know I don't know. And Abu's kind of like I like Abu's got a lot. He's got of pers- a hat. He's got a lot of personality. He's got a hat. He gets like mad at Aladdin sometimes. He gets mad at the carpet sometimes. He's got a hat. He grabs that shiny jewel. He's got a hat. Yeah, I mean, he's cool. Okay. That brings us to our finals. Whew, okay. Sebastian was a two seed. Mm -hmm. I believe Abu was a one seed. So, not crazy shock. Although Sergeant Tibbs went really far, didn't he? He did go really far. Elite eight, right? Final four. Well, no, he wasn't in the final four. Baloo went to the final four. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Abu versus Sebastian. I feel like you already made the case for Sebastian. I want Sebastian to win this bracket. <laughs> and, like, you watch this when you're little, and I know this is a, a random detail, but Sebastian is red, and red is your favorite color. I sang these songs in, like, fourth grade choir. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned the words. Mm-hmm. We had to learn them without the Jamaican accent, which was a good choice by our uh, teacher back then. Mm-hmm. They're like, you got to sing it normal. I'm like, why? He's got to... And he's like, nope, you can't do it. And I'm glad that those teachers told us the right way before then. Because <laughs> uh, we were not... We're, we were white kids. We were not the... We were not that Was character. the actor that voiced it Jamaican? He's black. I'm not sure if he's Jamaican. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't a white dude. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Just clarifying. Fun Cheers. fact. I checked that before I made this bracket. Did you? <laughs> I was so like, well, smart. I want to make sure it's not problematic. Like... <laughs> So you you wanted Sebastian the whole time. Well, I I knew he was going to be a strong contender, but you did not 
You were tricking me. No, I didn't. You were having conversations before this about like Flounder versus Sebastian, and you were like, you little trickster. Tyler. You don't pay attention to anything I say at any point ever when you're not being forced to listen to me on this podcast. And even then, you don't listen to me. So that anything, is not so you true. can't make a point that I'm like subliminally telling you. I didn't even say that word right. No, I'm uh, saying you were tricking me because you were trying to be like, well, does Sebastian even like count? As, like, I want to a- make sure that I'm not picking. I'm not like letting a personal bias, and I want to like feel the vibe of like you also liking you Sebastian. You want me to have an opinion of my own? Yeah, and I just want to make sure that I'm not like pushing you. And like, but it sounds like we're in agreement that Sebastian's fucking awesome. And he's got two fucking awesome songs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's a little bit of an asshole, which I, I like. like that. But Abu's a little bit of an asshole too. And I also like how he learned his lesson that like tattletaling on her in the beginning I find was it funny. kind I, of a shitty thing to do. I do find it funny that our two our final two are kind of assholey <laughs> and a little bit selfish. Uh, you know what? No, I I think that they're just they're they're more complex characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they're they're more interesting. Right. Yeah, I think it's good. Sebastian for the win. Yes! Sebastian, Sebastian. Sebastian. And also, side note, Parks and Rec. Little Sebastian. Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye, little Sebastian. He was a miniature horse. Or donkey? Miniature horse. Yeah, something like that. All right. We picked Sebastian. Hopefully, the person who played Sebastian didn't do something horribly offensive in the public realm when this comes out so it doesn't look like we age this poorly. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Seems a like a seems that. like a good dude. <laughs> See how that goes. You never know. But uh yeah, I like Sebastian. Is it weird is it weird that we're picking like a guy that's like a Jamaican accent? Is that like is that a racist thing? I don't Why? know. Seems fine. I Why? like him. I don't know cuz he's maybe the guy's not Jamaican. I don't know if he's Jamaican. Well, now you're making me wonder who voices Sebastian. We should probably, because he won, we should probably find out his name again. I remember his name. If you told me his name, I'd remember it. He's more, mostly a voice actor. Uh, Google wanted me to ask, it filled it in in this irritating Google, who voices Sebastian in Black Butler? What is that? I don't know what that is. Why is that? Why are people asking that on Google? Samuel E. Wright. He seems cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. This is a lot oh. of dead air for you while you look up IMDb. Knock of... it off. He was born in 1946. <laughs> How old does that make him? 74. Yeah, he's an old guy. Old guy. Maybe he could solve... Okay, so Sebastian goes to the Beauty and the Beast Just FYI, I'm castle. sorry to interrupt you. He it, Under the Sea won an Academy Award for yeah. the best original song. Which is weird because it's like not the best song from that movie, but it's pretty good. I guess. He also played the part of Mufasa in the original cast of The Lion King on Broadway. Okay, Yeah, he was the Broadway... I remember reading that, yeah. That's cool. He seems, seems like a cool like guy. A cool guy. So, no. Sebastian, like, moves to the Cinder... Or the Beauty and the Beast castle and solves crimes with Mrs. Potts. Huh? I love it. Do it. Makes it a better show. Why? They should put me in charge of Disney. I know what I'm doing. Number one, we'd have, like, nine Sam Jackson-led shows. So, Mace Windu, Young Mace Windu... Old Mace Windu, and then Nick Fury Chronicles, Young Nick Fury Chronicles, Frozone spinoff show. There'd oh be God, lots there. of Sam Jackson uh, shows. That's you're, what I would do. If I was running Disney. Why don't they do that? They should put me in charge of Disney. Sam Jackson's getting older. You gotta start like pushing these projects through. You don't want him to be too old to be working. That's, That's all I'm true. saying. Coronavirus killed a lot of old people. Just oh, saying. Okay, we're just coming in there hot. Just hard saying. Hard. You gotta protect national treasures like Sam Jackson. Anyway. Sebastian. For the win. Best sidekick in the March Madness 
Disney Sidekick Edition. I don't know if this format's great for our show, but here we did it anyway. <laughs> it's fun. We gotta talk about Disney movies, and that's fun. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to share a comment or leave a review, we would appreciate that on iTunes or back on our website. And if you have any ideas for future movies that you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know. Thanks for listening. And go watch some Disney movies and remind yourself how awesome some of these sidekicks are. Yes. All right. We will talk at you another movie. Yeah. You were going to say something, but then I said something. What? What were you going to say? It's all what? All Sam Jackson programming. Oh, my God.